Welcome to Inside the BACB, the official podcast of the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside the BACB. I'm Tyra Sellers, the organization's Director of Ethics, and I'm joined today by our disciplinary manager, Dr. Holly Seniak. Hi, Tyra. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Excited to chat with you today. This is one of the episodes in our series covering the ethics code for behavior analysts that we published in December of 2020 and that will go into effect January 1st, 2022. So way back in December 2020, Dr. Carr and I introduced the code in episode 15. And in that first episode, we covered the revision process, the new introduction section, as well as a few highlights from each of the six sections. In this episode, Holly and I are going to cover the ethics standard for section five, responsibility in public statements. That's right, Tyra. In this episode, we're going to review each of the standards in section five and focus on what's been edited, what's new, and what is missing. So as a reminder, folks can find more information about the code on the BACD's website. Specifically, there's the code itself, there's an awesome crosswalk, the December 2020 newsletter, and the podcast episode that you mentioned earlier. Super. So can you start off by talking to us a little bit about the overall purpose of the standards in Section 5, Responsibility in Public Statements? Absolutely. So Section 5, Responsibility in Public Statements, covers the ethical requirements around making public statements, using intellectual property, social media use, and testimonials. And these standards are in place to inform behavior analysts of the risks to consumer confidentiality when they're engaging in those behaviors and to ensure that behavior analysts are taking appropriate measures to protect confidentiality and avoid any behaviors that may inadvertently coerce consumers, particularly with respect to testimonials. All right, well, let's dive into the content then. There are 11 standards in this section. The first standard in Section 5 is 5.01, protecting the rights of clients, stakeholders, supervisees, and trainees. And it reads, behavior analysts take appropriate steps to protect the rights of their clients, stakeholders, supervisees, and trainees in all public statements. Behavior analysts prioritize the rights of their clients in all public statements. So, Holly, maybe it's a good place to start with what exactly is a public statement? That is a great question, Tyra. So public statements is one of the terms that can be found in the glossary at the beginning of the code. And the way that we have defined it is that a public statement is the delivery of information, digital or otherwise, in a public forum for the purpose of either better informing that audience or providing a call to action. This includes paid or unpaid advertising, brochures, printed material, directory listings, personal resumes or curriculum vita, interviews, or comments for use in media, for example, print, statements in legal proceedings, lectures and public presentations, social media, and published materials. And I just want to note that this is a new code standard, and it was added to ensure that above all else, behavior analysts have a responsibility to take appropriate measures to protect the rights of consumers. Awesome. Thanks, Holly. I love all of the examples that are in the standards and the glossary definitions, even though I know it's a lot when we're reading them or talking about them in the podcasts. 
So the next standard for Section 5 is 5.02, confidentiality in public statements. And it reads, in all public statements, behavior analysts protect the confidentiality of their clients, supervisees, and trainees, except when allowed. They make appropriate efforts to prevent accidental or inadvertent sharing of confidential or identifying information. Yeah, absolutely, Tyra. Not much is really new with this standard. Great. Well, the next standard for Section 5 is 5.03, Public Statements by Behavior Analysts. 5.03 reads, when providing public statements about their professional activities or those of others with whom they are affiliated, behavior analysts take reasonable precautions to ensure that the statements are truthful and do not mislead or exaggerate either because of what they state, convey, suggest, or omit, and are based on existing research and a behavioral conceptualization. Behavior analysts do not provide specific advice related to a client's needs in public forums. Yeah, that's right, Tyra. And in this one, we added that last statement about providing specific advice to prevent situations where behavior analysts are discussing client programming on social media channels, which may pose risks to confidentiality. And the reason why this behavior is problematic is because advice is being provided without important client information and context that really is necessary in order to make appropriate clinical judgments. Yeah, those are all really great points, Holly. The next standard of Section 5, then, is 5.04, Public Statements by Others. This standard reads, behavior analysts are responsible for public statements that promote their professional activities or products, regardless of who creates or publishes the statements. Behavior analysts make reasonable efforts to prevent others, for example, employers, marketers, clients, stakeholders, from making deceptive statements concerning their professional activities or products. If behavior analysts learn of such statements, they make reasonable efforts to correct them. Behavior analysts document all actions taken in this circumstance and the eventual outcomes. So tell us a little bit about this one. Absolutely. 5.04 has been enhanced to address situations wherein a behavior analyst works for a company and an individual in, let's say, the marketing department posts statements that would violate this code. While the behavior analyst may not be responsible for posting those statements, they do still have an obligation to address the issue. So it's important that they document their efforts, particularly when their attempts to address the issues are not successful. Gotcha. I think that's really, really great information for certificates. So we should also highlight that when we're referring to these statements, we're referring to statements specifically about the behavior analyst's professional activities or professional products. This doesn't include statements that are opinions about behavior analysis or an individual behavior analyst's activities or products. Yeah, that's a really great point, Tyra. Thank you for mentioning that. So uh, opinions are fair game. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. Okay, well, the next standard in Section 5 is 5.05, Use of Intellectual Property, which reads, behavior analysts are knowledgeable about and comply with intellectual property laws, including obtaining permission to use materials that have been trademarked or copyrighted or can otherwise be claimed as another's intellectual property as defined by law. Appropriate use of such materials includes providing citations, attributions, and or trademark or copyright symbols. 
Behavior analysts do not unlawfully obtain or disclose proprietary information, regardless of how it became known to them. Yeah, thanks for reading that one, Tyra. I know there, there was a lot in there and a lot of sort of technical language. And really, this one has not changed substantially from the current code. Great. Well, then let's go ahead and talk about 5.06, advertising non-behavioral services. That reads, behavior analysts do not advertise non-behavioral services as behavioral services. If behavior analysts provide non-behavioral services, those services must be clearly distinguished from their behavioral services and BACB certification with the following disclaimer. These interventions are non-behavioral in nature and are not covered by my BACB certification. This disclaimer is placed alongside the names and descriptions of all non-behavioral interventions. If a behavior analyst is employed by an organization that violates this code standard, the behavior analyst makes reasonable efforts to remediate the situation, documenting all actions taken and the eventual outcomes. Thanks, Tyra. Again, here we have enhanced this standard by including the requirement that behavior analysts address these issues with their organization if they occur and they document those efforts. And I wanna take a quick moment to remind our listeners that in events where a notice of alleged violation is submitted against you, you always have the opportunity to respond to that notice as part of due process. So documenting your efforts can be really useful when you are submitting your response and you can demonstrate that you have taken the appropriate efforts to address the situation. Gotcha, so there are two points. One, there are a couple of spots in the code that remind behavior analysts that they need to document any kind of efforts that they took to fix a situation or have someone else fix a situation because the code sort of recognizes that they may not be in control of everything. And the other point is those documented responses or efforts to fix the issue or have someone address the issue can be provided as part of someone supporting documentation if a notice was ever filed against them. Is that right? Absolutely. Perfect. All right, well, let's move on. The next three standards in section five, 5.07, 5.08, and 5.09 are all related to testimonials and advertising, right? Yeah, that's right. The current standard 8.05 in the Professional and Ethical Compliance Code about testimonials has been separated out into these three standards. This was to help clarify instances where the use of testimonials may be permitted and the ethical obligations in those instances. We received a lot of feedback on the standard related to testimonials. So the standards in the ethics code for behavior analysts strive to balance providing some latitude in using testimonials and engaging in advertising activities while protecting consumers from coercion and the potential disclosure of personal information. All right, well, let's get into these standards then. The first is 5.07, soliciting testimonials from current clients for advertising. And it reads, because of the possibility of undue influence and implicit coercion, behavior analysts do not solicit testimonials from current clients or stakeholders for use in advertisements designed to obtain new clients. This does not include unsolicited reviews on websites where behavior analysts cannot control content, but 
such content should not be used or shared by the behavior analyst. If a behavior analyst is employed by an organization that violates this code standard, the behavior analyst makes reasonable efforts to remediate the situation, documenting all actions taken and the eventual outcomes. So this standard has been included to clearly specify that testimonials from current clients or stakeholders for the purpose of obtaining new clients is a violation of this code as it can imply coercion or put undue influence on those individuals. Yeah, I also wanna point out that this one includes a statement that unsolicited reviews are not considered solicited testimonials, right? Yes, that's right. We included this based on feedback that there may be instances where a consumer may provide a review of a behavior analyst services on a website where the behavior analyst can't control that content, for example, Yelp or Google reviews. Awesome clarification. All right, well, next is 5.08, and that is using testimonials from former clients for advertising, and it reads, when soliciting testimonials from former clients or stakeholders for use in advertisements designed to obtain new clients, behavior analysts consider the possibility that former clients may re-enter services. These testimonials must be identified as solicited or unsolicited, include an accurate statement of the relationship between the behavior analyst and the testimonial author, and comply with all applicable privacy and confidentiality laws. When soliciting testimonials from former clients or stakeholders, behavior analysts provide them with clear and thorough descriptions about where and how the testimonial will appear, make them aware of any risks associated with the disclosure of their private information, and inform them that they can rescind the testimonial at any time. If a behavior analyst is employed by an organization that violates this code standard, the behavior analyst makes reasonable efforts to remediate the situation, documenting all actions and the eventual outcomes. All right, there's a lot to unpack in this standard. Yes, Tyra, this one does have several components. And the purpose of creating this as its own standard was to clarify that while using testimonials from former clients itself may not be a violation of this code, behavior analysts must consider that former clients may re-enter services and consider what they might do in instances where a testimonial is being used from a client who has re-entered services. We have also included the requirement that behavior analysts fully inform former clients and stakeholders about the intended use of the testimonial, risks of disclosure, and the right to rescind the testimonial at any time. Thanks, Holly. You know, that last component is my favorite piece. The reminder that if you are using this kind of information from individuals that you should notify them that they can ask you to take it down at any point. I really appreciate that that was added. So the next standard in section five is 5.09, using testimonials for non-advertising purposes. 5.09 reads, behavior analysts may use testimonials from former or current clients and stakeholders for non-advertising purposes. For example, fundraising, grant applications, dissemination about ABA, in accordance with applicable laws. If a behavior analyst is employed by an organization that violates this code standard, the behavior analyst makes reasonable efforts to remediate the situation, documenting all actions taken and the eventual outcomes. 
Yeah, this one was added to specify that testimonials may be used for non-advertising purposes, such as fundraising or grant applications. However, it must be done so in accordance with all applicable laws. Got it. That's a good distinction. So the next standard in Section 5 is 5.10, social media channels and websites. And this one's a long one, so let me take a big breath. This standard reads, behavior analysts are knowledgeable about the risks to privacy and confidentiality associated with the use of social media channels and websites, and they use their respective professional and personal accounts accordingly. They do not publish information and or digital content of clients on their personal social media accounts and websites. When publishing information and or digital content of clients on their professional social media accounts and websites, behavior analysts ensure that for each publication, they one, obtain informed consent before publishing, two, include a disclaimer that informed consent was obtained and that the information should not be captured and reused without express permission, three, publish on social media channels in a manner that reduces the potential for sharing, and four, make appropriate efforts to prevent and correct misuses of the shared information, documenting all actions taken and the eventual outcomes. Behavior analysts frequently monitor their social media accounts and websites to ensure the accuracy and appropriateness of shared information. All right, this standard is new. There's a lot in here, so walk us through this. Absolutely. So yes, this is a new standard. And an important point to highlight in this standard is the differentiation between personal and professional websites and social media channels. We decided to differentiate between these two because we received feedback from behavior analysts indicating the importance of being able to share celebrations and activities of their clients with their caregivers. For example, we received feedback that parents and caregivers value being able to see pictures of their child's successes on Facebook. However, this would be inappropriate to share on a behavior analyst's personal social media channel or website because the parent may have limited access to know who else can view that information. We also included requirements around obtaining informed consent and ensuring that behavior analysts take appropriate measures to prevent any unauthorized use or potential sharing of any information. I really love the thoughtful approach to this particular standard and that balance between consumer protection and clients' rights and also honoring the fact that stakeholders and certificates might have a viable reason for wanting to share some information. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, the final standard in Section 5 is 5.11, using digital content in public statements. And it reads, before publicly sharing information about clients using digital content, behavior analysts ensure confidentiality, obtain informed consent before sharing, and only use the content for the intended purpose and audience. They ensure that all shared media is accompanied by a disclaimer indicating that informed consent was obtained. If a behavior analyst is employed by an organization that violates this code standard, the behavior analyst makes reasonable efforts to remediate the situation, documenting all actions taken and the eventual outcomes. 
So this standard incorporates the current 2.06E and specifically addresses the requirements for when a behavior analyst uses digital content in public statements, such as presentations or on a website. Fabulous. Well, Holly, that was a fantastic review of Section 5, Responsibility in Public Statements of the Ethics Code for Behavior Analysts. Thanks. It was my pleasure, Tyra. We really hope that this information proves useful for certificates, supervisors, business leaders, and those that are teaching ethics content in becoming more familiar with the Code of Ethics for Behavior Analysts. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Inside the BACB. Please do keep listening for future episodes covering the final standard section of the Code of Ethics for Behavior Analysts. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Inside the BACB. Don't miss future episodes. Subscribe now.